are you ready? Ready to transform your life and step into the person that you say you want to be. Ready to stop talking and start doing. I'm Ange, a health and fitness coach. And I'm Ashley, a Reiki master and energy healer. And we are here to help you do exactly that. And you're busy. We get that because we are too. But even with the challenges and chaos, you deserve and can live a life full of absolute joy, happiness, and purpose. We want you to join us in taking radical responsibility so that you can take everything in your life to that next level. Have the best sex of your life. Live in a body that you love. Let go of worry and stress. And live in total alignment. Your happier, healthier, and amazing life is waiting for you. Let's get into today's episode. Hi, guys, and welcome back to the Transform Your Life podcast. We are here with a very special guest today. Her name is Jess Babaco. So welcome, Jess. How are you? I'm so good. Thank you for having me here. How are you doing? We're doing great. And how are you, lovey? I'm good. I'm good. The universe had like a little twist today and was like child minding. Um, who, the lady who was supposed to watch my son was sick. So I do have a wonderful three-year-old here with me who may make a special appearance at some point, but universe, thank you. We will just roll with it, whatever it's going to look like. Welcome, Jess. We're so glad you're here. Thanks for having me. And you know what? I love it. I think today's going to be spontaneous and fun. And if we have kids or dogs or whatever <laughs> happening in the background, it'll be great. Perfect. That's, uh, that's how we roll. So, so glad that you're fitting in with that jive because that is just how this whole thing goes. Um, so we met Jess on our breathwork course and her and I kind of got chatting a little bit and, um, I just kind of fell in love with her a little bit. So here she is. And in conversation, as the three of us are chatting just uh, slightly before the call, we discovered a few things about her human design and her background and where she's going with her life. And you guys are going to discover that she is absolutely in alignment with everything that we do. And she uh, fits right in. So we're so glad that you're here. Um, yeah, yeah Jess, you want to tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and um, how you help people in this magical world? Absolutely. So again, my name is Jess Babaco, and um, I am a multi-passionate entrepreneur, as I know that you ladies are as well. And so my whole thing is really about helping people wake up to who they are and then go out into the world and really follow their own inner dictates to create what it is that feels good and feels right for them. There's so much out there. I'm sure you guys know and talk about this as well. That says, Hey, this is how you should do this. This is how you should do that. This is how you market your business. This is how you create a business. This is how you create a happy life. And so for me, it's really about helping people tune back into themselves to understand understand what it is that's true for them and then go out and take that leap and kind of move out of color outside of the lines, if you will. So, um, I have multiple ventures going on at one time. I'll just speak to the things that I love the most, the modalities that I love the most. Um, I started out in the intuition space. I actually started out as a speech therapist before I hopped into uh, my own spiritual journey back in 2012. And so um, growing up, I taught fitness classes. I was a speech therapist, super into like brain, the brain, uh, concussion specialist, and like really went deep into the science. Um, and then what I started to realize was there's a lot of gaps and things missing in the healing process in the traditional route. So being in the hospitals and just seeing how much some of the kids that I was working with and the adults that I was working with, really, there were so many family challenges that were going on, um, you know, emotional challenges, mental challenges. And I really felt like we're not addressing the full spectrum of how to help people heal from this medical model. And so that led me into going, well, I went to a psychic back in like 2013. I'm like, help, like just help. I don't know what I'm doing. This doesn't feel right. Um, I don't really know what to do next. And PS I've had experiences seeing people have crossed over when I was a kid. Can you help me understand that? And so that's really where my journey began. I started studying with her 
um, on intuitive development and understanding mediumship. And then the dominoes kind of fell from there. So I started studying mediumship with um, a teacher, started developing intuition, all of that stuff, intuitive gifts that led to people coming to me and saying the same thing that I said to the woman that I went to, which is, Hey, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. P.S. I think I can do what you do. So then I'm like, okay, well, I'll teach you, you know? So then I started building that alongside of my uh, speech therapy job. I ended up doing speech therapy part-time, building this whole practice, doing intuitive readings, and then teaching intuitive development that led into human design coming into my world because it was easy for me to tell people what I saw them doing or where I saw them going. But I needed help with the ownership piece for them of really helping them to kind of take control of it and see it for themselves. And so human design gave me the blueprint to be able to say, oh yeah, you know what? This, this is me. I I do see this for me, which then led into the gene keys. So I have a bunch of different modalities that I use that really have just built upon themselves. And so now I love helping people in the entrepreneurial space with messaging and using human design and gene keys to get in alignment with what their message is, how they can get themselves out there organically. Um, I have my business, Love Your Woo, which is all of my fun, intuitive development work. Um, And then I've got, you know, other ventures going on, study groups for gene keys and human design uh, that I'm teaming up with a friend on. So I've got a lot of things going but it's really all kind of manifested one step after the other of just going, huh, I need this tool and I don't have it. So let me add it and see what ends up coming up out of that. Oh, girl, I love that. It does actually sound like you are the combination of both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, your experience with speech therapy was very similar to mine with teaching. Um, so. Mm-hmm. Right. Getting into a field that goes, oh, this is how I'm going to help people. And then you're like, oh, there's so much beyond this. There is this is not covering what I hoped it was going to cover. I need more. And then the like the gradual your your side gig becomes your full gig. Right. And yes, switching of that. Um, And I see just even that like fitness background was totally like, and and she's moving into human design. So it's just, it's really cool to see the evolution of that. And it's very relatable to, to both of us. Um, So thank you for sharing that. And I I want you to share something with our audience that you mentioned. So Jess on our breathwork course, she did actually like one of the nights was her as the teacher, as the intuitive um, that she is and sharing what that shows up like and how that can impact somebody's life. And I want you to share if you're comfortable with our audience, the, the experience you had in your bed with your grandma. Totally. It sounds bad. This is not My grandma was not physically in my bed, but she was spiritually in my bed. So, (laughs) sorry guys, I was not. It's so funny when you said that. I didn't even think of it, and then I'm like, oh, that could sound really wrong. But we'll talk about it. We'll dive into it. So, um, okay. So when uh, I'll start out here, when I was really young, when I was like seven, six or seven years old. I had an experience where I was probably seven. My sister's uh, had my sister had a friend whose mom was passing and I was at the grocery store with my mom and I went stark white. They knew it was like close to when she was going to pass. I went stark white and I'm like, I think this person's mom just passed. And then we found out shortly thereafter that she had passed. I was like in the Apple section, I think at the grocery store with my mom, like just, and and we didn't, I don't even know if we really, we had cell phones, but like barely had cell phones. So I think we got home and anyways. And so like, there was always this door open for me. I can remember when that happened. I thought to myself, I wonder what else I could do. And I remember like what I would then do for some reason, I associated like this intuitive thing with being at the grocery store. So I would go and we'd like check out and I'd try to guess what the bill was going to be at the grocery store. And I started to like get this knack at a young age for like, you know, being a dollar or two off. I didn't really know the price of what the groceries were going to be when I was six or seven, you know, but I started to like kind of just keep this doorway open. 
So flash forward to, and then I had a series of stuff happen. Like I was in like the seventh grade and a lot of people crossed over like friends, parents passed. And I would always have these strange connections with feeling them in the room, things like that. So when I was 15 ish years old, my grandma passed away and I, uh, I'm born on the same day as my mom and my grandma were all born on March 22nd. And this is my mom's mom. So we always had this sort of like witchy connection, you know? Um, and so my grandmother had planned this wedding anniversary for my parents, this huge wedding anniversary. It was like very out of character for her to do something like this. And so the night before the wedding anniversary, she was walking home from my uncle's store. She lived down the street. She would always walk there and walk back. She ended up getting hit by a drunk driver and was killed that night. And so there was a lot of like, um, a lot of emotion, obviously, for my family around that event and specifically for my mom. I think it was pretty traumatic to have that experience. And so my mom is one of the most intuitive psychic people that I know, although she wouldn't classify herself as that, just like knows things. And then, you know, she'll be like, isn't that crazy that happened? I'm like, no, you're just like incredibly psychic and you don't even realize it. So she would often have dreams that would, um, you know, she would dream about something and then it would maybe happen or she, you know, she's had vivid dreams. And so one night she said to me, I've been wanting to dream of grandma and I haven't been able to dream of her. So I hadn't told her, but I would at night, I would get in my bed. I would put, I would lay on my stomach. I'd put the covers up over my head and I would like talk to my grandma in my head. And I called it like praying to my grandma. Cause I didn't really know what to call it. So this one night I like, I was like, okay, I'm going to talk to grandma and I'm going to tell her to go visit mom in her dreams. And as I'm like laying in bed, I can feel something sitting on my bed, rubbing my back. And I'm like, I think I'm crazy, but I'm just going to go for it here. <laughs> you know, like I think my grandma's here. I'm not sure, but I feel something. So I just said in my head, I'm like, okay, grandma, mom wants to have a dream about you. Can you go and visit her in her dreams? And the next morning I woke up. I went downstairs for breakfast and my mom said, Jess, I had a crazy dream. I was looking through a keyhole into your bedroom and I saw grandma sitting on your bed. And I was like, oh my God. It was like that moment in the M&M's commercial with like the Santa Claus where they're like, he is real. I had that <laughs> moment where I'm like, this is real. Like she was actually in my bedroom. I felt her on my bed. And so that really left that doorway open for me to be like, there's something else here. Be like, it was open as a kid, but then it was like way more open once I realized like, oh, there's something like we can talk to the spirits around us. They hear us. They can hear our thought processes. Like, and, and that's really what left that doorway open for me to go to that psychic later on and go, oh, I can do this. Like, you know what I mean? This, there, there is something here. Help me understand it. So, yeah. Thank you for sharing. I like, oh, when you said that story and I was like, oh, like then her, then her mom had a dream and that's wonderful. But then the fact that the dream is literally your mom looking into your bedroom and seeing exactly what's happening. I was just like, that is so. I know. And I love that your mom is like psychic and that you have that connection that goes generational because I hear so many people who unfold into their gifts that they go, well, I've had this since I was a kid, but then I, you know, I thought I was crazy and I, you know, nobody else could see these people. And so I just shut it down. Right. Yeah. So I think it's so beautiful that it opened that doorway and you kept that open. You went down a different path, but came back to it. So I think that's just so like beautiful. Totally. Thank you for sharing that. I just yeah. I love that story. <laughs> yeah. My mom would probably, I mean, she'd be rolling my eyes at her eyes at me being, hearing me say she's very psychic, but at this point she's kind of used to it. Cause I'm like, you can't deny it. Like you just, you predicted this three or six months ago, whatever, you know, but, but it goes to me, it goes back to this idea that like, these things are in our lineage. Like these things are a part of culturally, for all of us in different ways, like 
all of our families and family lineages have intuition and special, you know, I don't want to say special, but like unique ways of perceiving that which is not physical, tangible, touchable. Everyone has a different way of experiencing it. And oftentimes they are passed down through our family lineage, even if they're not recognized by those who are came before us. So, yeah, I completely agree. I think if I go back, I see who the healers are in my family and they have like, they're the most scared of it. Yeah. They're the ones who are like, Oh, like they're fearful of what I'm doing. Like just helping people feel better and bringing in golden white light. That's, you know, that's a scary thing. And I'm like, you're afraid of it because you have it. You know that it's real. You know that it's, it's true. You see the power of it and it's, it's scary, right? So I love that your grandma and your mom are even just like the fact that they are open to you doing what you do is such a beautiful gift because there's that, that acceptance, that peace that's just like, oh, like you can talk to your mom about all this cool stuff, which is so sweet. Yeah. It took a while for us to get here, but yes, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't always easy like this. I think, especially in the beginning, it was challenging when I was like, Hey, here's what I'm doing. When I fully dove into intuition and mediumship, you know, they were supportive, but I do think there was an aspect of it that was a little bit challenging of like, what are you doing? Like you were just a speech therapist, you know, making great money, doing great things. And now what are, like, what are you doing? But, you know, over time, I think it became more digestible for everybody. And they're just kind of letting me go and do not that I need permission from anybody, but they're just kind of like, she's doing what she's doing and that's okay. Well, you're a manifester like Angela, right? Yeah. So you and Angela aren't asking permission from anybody to do anything. I was going to say, Ange, what's your mom think of your switch? Because we've all switched from like this very um, socially acceptable thing into this socially, maybe some people are like, what you doing, girl? So you like, to switch from fitness into human design. Yeah. I think she thinks she can relate to me now that I do human design and healing She's like, oh, I, I can connect to you. I think fitness and nutrition was like, oh, my daughter is this super fit bodybuilder. And I think she like, she didn't come to my shows and she just was very much like you do this thing over here. You eat out of your Tupperware containers and I will never be able to connect with you, especially because there was that I went through a weight loss journey. She had has always struggled with her weight. And so I actually think human design and doing what we're doing with the empowered collective has been the most beautiful bridge where she has found her community. She's discovering self-love. And in that she has done her journey with fitness and integrating nutrition, but it's really been a beautiful bridge, I actually think. But I don't think she ever thought I was going to do anything other than be an entrepreneur. Or like I had a dance studio when I was in high school. And I think she always knew like, she's a terrible employee. So she better just like build her own business doing whatever it is. And so I do think yeah, it's been absolutely a beautiful bridge. And it's interesting because now she's even bringing her friends on board and saying, Hey, you should be in the empowered collective. And I see their names pop into our membership. And I'm like, had we not have expanded beyond body to integrate the mind and the soul tools. I don't know if some of those people would have been so open to it. Whereas I do think the healing modality and diving into some of that soul work and some of that healing helps um, maybe some of that older generation start to see, hey, health isn't just lifting weights. So I think that that's come with that acceptance. Now, Jess, you told a really beautiful story. That was my first time hearing you share that experience. And you talked about guessing the numbers at the checkout. But is that really the only way that psychic shows up or are there, or is there a variety of ways that people could start to tap into that? Because I, I can't say that I've really ever felt a ton of connection when it comes to, um, I don't want to say the other side, but, um, maybe connection with those that have passed on. 
So is there different ways in which psychic shows up? Can you share that with our audience? Totally. I want to just say really quickly, I think it's funny, these like little synchronicities that pop up as we talk more, because I, my first thing I wanted to do was actually build a dance studio in my basement as a kid. I was like, I'm going to teach dance classes. I tried to get my dad to like install hardwood floors. We had a mirror. I'm like, we just all start. I like lined. So on the entrepreneur front, I was in this, I was uh, same thing. I, since I was a kid, I always had these ideas. We'll do dance camp. We'll do, you know, all that stuff. So, so funny. Cause I literally made my parents do that. The basement of my house, like the room beside my bedroom. I was like, Nope, you're doing it. Put up the mirrors, do the thing. Like 14 yes. years old, 14 years old. Like I am going to change the world through step dancing. <laughs> oh, I love that we share that. That's so funny. But did you not find that when you found out that you were a manifester, you were like, oh my God, my entire life makes sense. The whole thing. Yeah, the whole thing. It all made sense. Totally. I love literally things here. We have been on the same wavelength, it sounds like, for a while, you and I. So I love that. Oh, <laughs> I used to dance too. Angela and I were at the same studio. Like it's so, I'm laughing so hard because I'm like, oh my God, like this is. It's just, it's brilliant. I love it. It's too good. It's too good. You can't make this stuff up. Okay. So let's talk about, yeah, let's talk about psychic and intuitive um, energy. So everyone, in my opinion, my belief system is that every single person on this planet is intuitive and can perceive fast moving, subtle energy in different ways. When we think about the 3D tangible realm, the physical, like I can touch this desk that my computer is on. That's more slow moving energy. It's still moving. The particles on the desk are still in motion. They're just a much, it's a much slower motion. So it appears that this desk is solid, but I could break it down and turn it, you know, into smithereens and shift that change that form of energy. When we look at 5D information or above people use different kinds of Ds, but we speed up the vibration of the molecules. And then what starts to happen like thought, thought moves really fast. Thought moves faster than the speed of light and thought can exist anywhere and everywhere at the same time. And so when we're looking at fast moving information, we're not going to perceive it in the same way that we perceive slow moving information. My senses, I can touch the desk, I can see the desk, I can knock on the desk and hear the desk, right? I'm using my five senses. I'm not going to taste the desk, but if I needed to, I could, right? I'm going to use my senses to connect with this physical, tangible desk, this slow moving information. When we start to look at perceiving psychic and intuitive information, what we're looking at is slowing ourselves down in order to be able to perceive it using those same senses. So what this looks like is I don't really have to think that hard to see this desk. Although to be honest with you, I could walk through my kitchen and not notice, or, you know, I could be at an Airbnb and not notice the colors of the walls for a full week right? I can still miss that 3D information if I'm moving too quickly. But when it comes to perceiving more fast moving information, and I'll go into what that fast moving information is, it's going to take me actually starting to slow down in order to perceive it. So we have brain, different brainwave states. We have a beta brainwave state, which is our thinking and planning mind. And high beta is when we're in that stress, anxiety, and worry state. When we start to breathe and slow down, so we maybe go and go for a walk outside and we start to slow down and calm down. We put our feet on the ground. We do a light meditation, whatever it is that we do in order to get ourselves out of that go, go, go energy and being super identified with our minds into slowing down. What we start to do is we start to lower our brainwave state into more of like an alpha or a theta brainwave state, which is like a light meditative state. And again, you don't have to be in meditation in order to do it. You could be walking. It's whatever, or you could be playing with your kids. 
It's whatever starts to bring you down into more of a relaxed state where you can perceive more than what you're perceiving in the moments when you're thinking and going and, and, and moving too quickly or quickly or you're planning or whatever. When we're in this state, what we can start to do is pay attention to our senses, the more subtle parts of our senses. And so we can start to perceive that fast moving information because we're in more of a receptive state. When I say fast moving information, this can mean one of many things. This can mean um, perceiving a loved one who's crossed over. Although I think a lot of people don't necessarily identify with that one first. And I think part of that personally is because, well, some people maybe it's not necessarily their gift that comes to them easily. That was just sort of the one that popped in for me first. But I think also along with that, there's a lot of movies and books and whatever that have this sort of connotation around mediumship and what it is like the sixth sense as an example. Like I don't just see dead people walking down the street, you know, like that's not necessarily how it works for me. It's actually a much subtler vibration. And it more so comes when I start to pay attention to, um, like I get pictures in my mind's eye. So that's clairvoyance. And we can go into the clairs in a moment, but like I'll get images in my mind or I'll get a feeling or a sense of someone. So I think people have, there's been a lot of, um, stereotyping around mediumship. And I think it's a lot more subtle than most people think it is. We can perceive other people's thoughts. So if somebody's thinking of us and they just like pop in her head, especially if it's a good friend, like, oh my gosh, I should call Angela. And then all of a sudden, five minutes later, she calls you, right? We can perceive information about the future and where things are going. We can perceive um, how other people feel. We can perceive, I know you and I have talked about this, Ashley, like soul babies that are coming in. Like there's so many different things that we can perceive, but in order to perceive, we have to be in a state to receive. And so I think it's really that we just haven't necessarily been armed with the information that we need to understand how to use and access these perceptive abilities where a lot of the time we'll just get a spontaneous intuitive hit of like, Oh, I'm thinking of Angela right now. Oh my gosh, it's so crazy. She called me. But if we actually started to track it for ourselves, we would start to see that there were patterns around how the information comes in. And then we'd also start to see that there's so like what perception you have, Claire, the different Claire abilities, which we can talk about in a second. Um, but also like, when you're receiving it, like, do you notice a lot of people? I mean, I know I get a lot of information in the shower or on the toilet. Like I'll be thinking about like, it's because I'm in that relaxed state, the shower, like the water relaxes me, or I'm physically sitting down and pausing after I've been going. And it doesn't have to take a lot. It's just like literally probably two breaths away for any of us to be able to come into that state of receivership. So before I move on to the Claire's, do you guys have any questions? Does that make sense? It makes so much sense. Cause I always thought, Oh, I have to be in the bunkie to be able to connect, but that's where I like, but prior to this, I would also get crazy downloads when I was working out or specifically running, but it's that exact, like, just like, like that was where all my good information came from. Right? Yes. So it's Runners high. Mm -hmm. Right. We hear that all the time. Like we get into that state where we're just going, we're in a rhythm, even just being in a rhythm of some kind, like a rhythmic pattern where the body is no longer like we're no longer thinking about the body. We're no longer thinking about what we're physically doing. And then therefore we can receive more because the body, that's why I think working out for a lot of people, they get their downloads there because their body isn't doing some kind of motion where they're not thinking so much about well, they probably are thinking about the body if they're working out, but their their body's kind of going and their their mind is more open. Totally. I was going to say too, for you and I, Ash, it happens all of the time with texting and it's literally texting all the time. And it's about the exactly same thing at the exactly same moment. And that synchronicity for really helped confirm with me um, 
I don't know what it is, whatever, whatever it is that whatever Claire that is, you're the one who I really feel that so strongly that it happens so frequently with. Totally. And there's times when I've had you reach out to me, just be like, something's going on with you. Why are you sad today? Or like, I just sense that you're off. And I'm like, oh, I'm a hot fucking mess. And you're like, yeah, I could feel that. Right. And yeah. I just think that's yeah. so cool. And I've also, and I don't know if this is connected. This is like a sidebar. But like I've heard of twins. Um, I know of a set of twins, like when one was pregnant and had like morning sickness, the other twin who was not pregnant was feeling that. Is that part of this same type of connection? Like, again, like I feel that with Ange, that there's that like, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's past life. I don't know if it's the Claire's. I don't know if it's all of it. I don't know if we're yeah. um, possibly all we're all a little crazy so crazy. <laughs> it's not a bad thing like I I say crazy but I mean it as a compliment whenever I say like Same. crazy crazy is not like my favorite brand so. crazy is a good thing so uh certain brands of crazy I think but anyways um <laughs> so there's something called quantum entanglement that says once you and I meet and our energies bump into each other we are forever entangled in the quantum field And so those people that we are very entangled with. So, I mean, well, I have a thought on motherhood, so I'm just going to put this here. uh, And these certain cells in the brain. Okay. I'm writing this down so I don't forget. So once you're quantumly entangled with someone, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Download. Is the, is the mother's cells connected to sharing baby um, cells with their kids? Yes. (laughs) There There are certain, (laughs) there are certain cells. I can't remember what they're called. I learned this at the Bruce Lipton event, and I'm going to probably partially butcher this. There are certain cells from the baby that go into the mother's brain Yes. And they stay there, I think, like until the child is like an adult. And then they the mom always has these cells of the child in her brain that connect to the child because they've done studies before where they'll take um, DNA of some kind. Maybe it's the DNA of your child. I'm unsure, but they'll take DNA of someone, they'll put it in a Petri dish and then they'll move that Petri dish like a hundred miles away. And then the person whose DNA it is, they'll like expose them to something sad and they'll make them feel sad. And the cells that are a hundred miles away will actually react and will actually emit a frequency of sadness from them. So it's the same thing with your kids. Like there is actually part, again, maybe it's their DNA. There's something that goes into the mother's brain that makes you forever connected in that way. I have so there's just, science. Yeah, yeah. I just heard about it actually. And so the connection piece that I saw was just like, so for fathers, the best way to love a woman, or not the best, but one of the most important ways is to treat her children really well, to love mm. them, to be kind to because she feels those exact same feelings. So you need to like, and I think of like one of the things my aunt said. She said, if you love, if you love my kids, you love me. And that just makes so much sense where that's like our kids, we literally feel what they feel. Right. And I think for our audience, for anybody who's listening, there's a lot of moms out there who that maybe gives them a little bit of permission or a little bit of a like, oh, it's okay that I, right. Like when your child goes through a breakup, you feel it. Yeah, because it's also happening to you a little bit, right? Yeah. uh, I wonder, you know, what just came in my brain, especially because you and I have been talking about this this week. I wonder for those parents who have lost children that feel that deep connection with them on the other side as well. I bet you that's a part of it. So, okay. So this is something that popped in earlier. And when we talked about soul babies, because Jess is somebody who's like, girl, you have a gift with soul babies. And I'm like, do I? And I started like going back through and I'm like, oh, I do. I do. What? So this week she just like blew my mind with that. But Angela, we have had a connection with soul baby on your end. Do you remember? Are you okay if I share? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. I think I know. 
what you're talking about, yeah. right? Are you talking about ayahuasca, daughter, that? Whole... Before that, yes. Before yeah. that. So I told Angela, she had just... Oh, yes, of, yes. So she, her and Brad were together, and I was like, you're going to have a daughter. She's like, what? I'm like, yeah, there's a little girl. I said, there is a little girl here. And it was a new, it was a newish relationship. So I, and, and I'm like, okay, all right, all right, I'm having a baby. I'm getting having a baby. Yeah. We were like, oh my gosh. Like, I'm just like, I don't know what it is, but I can feel this like little baby girl energy. And I, so we just, I just assumed, I was like, you're going to have a baby girl. Well, it comes through later. And it was the first time it actually showed up in that capacity was with Amanda Butcher here. And she's like, oh, like soul baby. And I was like, yeah, we've already talked about this. And you're like, well, I had an abortion and it came through an ayahuasca that it was that little girl. She's hanging out with you all the time. I was like, oh, so you're not having a baby. She's just here. Yeah. Okay. Right. So it was just like, that was just another connection of like the soul baby thing that I thought was cool. And her connection to you and the way that that shows up her cells are probably still hanging out in your brain because you're her mama totally totally uh, yeah yeah and just just to fill you in during ayahuasca my daughter came through in my first ceremony when I was in Peru and she's like I've been waiting all this time just for you to give me a hug and just been like lingering in my world until like that very moment and I almost think the plant medicine helped to open my eyes to um that perspective that I had never considered. And then, yeah, she's just like, you know what? I'm here anyways. Let's just connect. Let's talk. Let's, you know, she just loves that I'm her mom. And I just thought it was, yeah, really beautiful. I love that. Yeah. It's so powerful. I mean, and, and again, so see, it's like even that perception and sometimes we have to just shift our perception because it's like, I don't connect with like having a connection with people who have crossed over. And yet that is a connection with a soul, right? Like that is a connection with a soul. And I think sometimes, especially when it comes to people who have crossed over, like allowing ourselves to open ourselves to the signs that they may be there. And I think sometimes when we know someone so well, we can conjure up what they feel like, you know, And so sometimes like this was so weird. I walked into the bathroom the other day and I just got this overwhelming, like I could smell not my other, not the grandma that was in my bed, but not in my bed. I could like smell my grandmother. I could feel her energy. And I was like, oh my God, she's so here right now. And I was thinking about just moments before something that was a little bit stressful. And I was like, okay, she's here with me, right? Like, it's okay that this thing is going on and it's stressing me out. Like, I can take that feeling, that, that feeling, that smell, that whatever of her and really be, you know, feel protected and guided in that moment. So, um, I love that. And soul babies are just, it's amazing. That's an amazing gift to be able to like bring through for people and, and connect with. So let's talk about the clairs a little bit so that everybody can get a little rundown on what the different clairs are. And again, I just, the thing is, I think sometimes people will feel like they're making it up because it comes naturally to them or we start to take it for granted. So really, like if you can think back to even the example of me being young and being like, I'm just going to feel what I think the price of this is going to be these, you know, or whatever, like just start to kind of play with yourself around get like get curious, you know, see how it could come in. So. um The first one I'll say is clairvoyance. And so this is the ability of clear seeing. And so for some people, this is going to come out like full sight mediumship, you know, Bruce Willis, I see dead people situation. But I don't know a lot of people who experience that. I only know a few. For me, it comes as an image that will just sort of gently come through my mind's eye. So I'll have an image that sort of pops in. It's that ability to see without physically seeing something in front of your eyeballs. So paying attention to images that might come through your mind. This can also be dreams, like really vivid dreams. That's a form of clairvoyance as well. So paying attention to your dreams. And then um, we have clairaudience. 
And this is the ability of clear hearing. And so this is about hearing sounds, words, etc., inside of your own head. So this can be physically hearing something outside of you as well, like a sound or a tone. You might be somebody who receives messages through music and like really pays attention to songs when they come on. For me, I'll like wake up with a song that's inside of my head and then I pay attention to the lyrics. This might also be that, um, you know, I'm, I hear the words look outside that drop into my head and then I I go look outside and my friend is walking by. Or when you're working with somebody, you start to kind of listen to the words that drop in for you mentally. Um, Again, sometimes you might see a word that sort of drops into your head. It's going to be anything that's connected to the hearing element of things. Then we have um, clairsentience, and this is the ability of clear feeling, but this is more so about physically feeling things in your body. So this might be getting a knot in your stomach. It might be getting chills down your back. This can also be feeling somebody else's physical feelings inside of your body. So as an example, I think I gave this in class. I walked into a group to do a bunch of readings and my shoulder started throbbing and I was like, I could have brushed it off and been like, what's wrong with my shoulder? But I I said to myself, I'm like, I think this is related to someone here. So I said, who has had recent shoulder surgery? And there was a woman there who had recent shoulder surgery, right? A lot of these things, because they're so subtle and our bodies are constantly picking up on them, we might not even realize that it's happening. And so that's where it's that slowing down and getting curious about like, oh, why might I be feeling this way? Or is this actually connected to something that's physically going on with me? Or am I perceiving and picking up on something? Then there's clear empathy, which is about feeling other people's feelings. So if you walk into a party and, or your friend's house and you're feeling really clear, and then you walk in and you're overcome with sadness, right? It might not be that you're sensing something inside of you. It might not be that you're sad. You might be walking into a situation where there's a big feeling of sadness. Um, You know, similar to what you were saying about Ange calling you and being like, I feel like you're sad. What's going on with you? You know, it's like that once we have that quantum entanglement, maybe someone pops into your head and, and that's, uh, and, and that sad feeling comes in. So we can really start to pay attention to that. And then there is um, claircognizance, which is clear knowingness. And so this is about the ability to have those feelings where you just know something and you don't know why you know it. You just know it. So as an example, um, I can remember a while back, somebody we knew started dating somebody and my mom was like, they're going to get pregnant. Like she just knew she was like, they're going to get pregnant. And I am so sure of it that that's going to happen. I'm like, okay. And then literally they did within like three months. I'm like, how did you just know that? And she's like, I don't know. I just knew it. And to me, that clear knowingness is like, it comes in just as clear as me saying my own name. Like it just feels like a fact, you know, and it it won't necessarily, it may have a feeling connected with it, but that might be kind of like Claire empathy and then Claire, um, Claire cognizance working in tandem with each other. And then we have some other kind of like fun, funky ones, which is like the ability, clear smelling, which is the ability to be able to pick up on a smell or a scent. So I've had people have said, oh, I always know when my grandpa's around, I'll smell pipe tobacco, something like this. And then we'll have clear, uh, clear juice which is taste, being able to taste something. Um, I don't know, maybe taste your grandma's favorite chocolate chip cookies whenever she's around or you get a weird taste in your mouth for someone or something like this. So, um, yeah, those are the different senses. And again, it's, it's for me more of this ability to just start getting curious and pay attention to, Hmm. Do images pop in my mind? Am I seeing something? We can obviously train these and like really learn to go into meditation and open up our psychic and intuitive senses and actually train ourselves. And I just think what I notice is once people start to gather that awareness, it starts to click pretty quickly for them because they're like, oh, yeah, I do have that. So then now that they have an experience of it, the next time that it happens, they'll pay better attention to it. 
Interesting. I'm wondering, is there any connection to their cognition in human design and these abilities that you're discussing? That is a great question. I will say like there are certain things that I've noticed, like my best friend has outer vision. Okay. And she has the most vivid dreams. Like she'll, she sent me a message one day and she was like, I just had a dream about your partner and I saw them and I met them and here she sent me a whole thing that she saw in her dream. And she's like, screenshot this and save it forever so that when it happens, we can compare it. I'm like, Oh, I love that. But it's like that, that is one thing that I've noticed with her is like, she does have that the outer vision. And then she also has that as a really big Claire for her clairvoyance. Okay. Now what is your cognition, Jess? Uh, I am low sound or touch. I'm touch cognition. Oh, yeah. I'm low sound environment. Yeah. So I'm touch cognition. Um, and I used to, I used to do hands-on healing. And so I would get a lot of information. So similar to you, Ashley, I had an experience. I told this woman, I'm like, you're going to have a son. I felt it in her. Anytime I put my hand on someone's womb, I can usually feel babies as well. And I was like, you're going to have a son. And she's like, there's no way in hell I'm having kids. Like that's a hard no for me. And then some stuff transpired and she's, and now has two sons, which is just really cool. But it's like, that was the place where I did get a lot of my information was through physical touch of people. Interesting. Cause we're all touch. Ashley's also oh. touch. I'm touch your touch. And then the other thing is okay. Ashley's also low sound. She's the same mm-hmm. as you with, um, when it comes to digestion. Yeah. I love that. Which makes sense because it makes so much sense. Like I have soft music playing while I'm in the bunkie working on people. Right. So I think that's, oh, I just connected that piece, which is kind of cool. Mm. I love that. Mm-hmm. I also love I that you're both one threes. <laughs> and for somebody that's listening, um, maybe we just need to explain that, that piece to them. So with Ashley and I both being one, three with those profile lines in human design, the one is the person who wants to get all the knowledge that Googles everything that goes down the rabbit hole for hours and hours and hours so that they can bring that knowledge back to the people that they love and the people that are in their world. And then the three are the people who like to fail forward, who like to experience life. And when somebody says that the fire is hot, they're like, you know what? I'm just going to go and I'm going to put my hands on the fire. I need to experience this for myself and bring back that, um, that piece. So is it that combination, Jess, of the knowledge, acquiring it through research and also through life experience that draws you into the one three or what is it about the one three? I think so. Here's, Here's the way I kind of think and perceive it. And I know you're super into human design. So I'll be curious to hear your thoughts on this too. So when I look at the one and the three, and then I look at the four and the six, because my profile or six, so I'm like a people person. I love human beings. And the six lines got a lot of that. Um, I'm up on the roof right now, so laying my own personal foundation and um, starting to, you know, see things from a different vantage point than I saw them before when I was sort of bumping around in life. The way I see it is there's um, the upper hexagram and the lower hexagram in human design. And so when I look at the one and the three in the lower hexagram are the same, the same as the four and the six in the upper hexagram. So the way that I see it is like, I let my best friend as a one, three, we laugh about this all the time. I love to gather information, but I'm more so like oriented in gathering my information. So I'm like, I want to go deep with people so that I can connect them with each other. And I want to know everything about a person so that I can see who needs to fit together. Whereas the one is like, I'm going to go really deep into information because I want to lay a foundation of safety and security for people. So I feel like it's like they both have that desire to go deep and be a resource. But for me, it's more so because I want to connect people. And a lot of the times with the one, it's like they want to be able to bring that information to people. The three is the experience and very experiential. Like you said, failing forward. Don't tell me I'm going to do it myself. 
I have, I was in my third line phase until I was 30 years old. So I, I still feel like I'm there sometimes I'm like, Nope, I'll do it myself. And I bump into stuff and far less than I used to. Um, but I think that's almost like that three and that six can very much relate to each other. And so I think there's sort of this natural understanding of each other. Um, you know, my one, three best friend is more introverted she loves people, but she wants to spend time researching and doing what she loves. Whereas I'm like, I have to go out with my favorite people and be around them and connect with them. That drives me more. So I think it's kind of nice too. Cause when she's ready to come out in her three and go try stuff out, I'm like, I'm right here. I got the people let's go do the stuff. You know, I don't know if either of you relate to that, but that's how I sort of see that natural synergy between the two. I love that. And if you think about just like my brain goes to not typically, it doesn't typically go to the map of that, but like the, the three and the six are multiples of each other, right? The four, uh, the four and the one, right? Like totally. it's, they, you can see that there could be some flow there just in the, just in the way that the numbers land. Um, I don't know what the hexagonal stuff that you guys are talking about is, but um, your explanation of the connection piece made a lot of sense. What are the hexagons? Does that matter? If somebody's listening and they're like, what the hell are they talking about? Should I know this? Um, what is that? <laughs> hexagram. There's a hexagram. It's just the six lines of human design. So each and every single gate has six individual, has six um, expressions depending upon what line it's in. So there's six lines. So that's when we're talking about like the one versus the three versus the four versus the six. It's just sort of like a, a slight variation that comes to bring deeper meaning to whatever gate it is that you have in your chart. Awesome. So if this is all new to you and you don't know what they're talking about, you need to book a human design appointment with Angela and um, <laughs> break all of this down because it makes sense to me. And I feel like sometimes what we do, and I don't know if this happens for you too, Jess, is we get talking with people who know the same lingo and we're just like, and then anybody who's, listening and maybe doesn't hear that lingo all the time is like what are they talking about right I had somebody say to me this was a while ago she's like what is the ego you just talk about the ego like it's showing up and what that means and I was like oh my god we need to talk about what the ego is instead of talking about like what it all does right and so um thank you for sharing that because I think that that was a beautiful breakdown but if you are somebody who's like I don't know what these girls are talking about. Um, it's in connection to human design, which is your blueprint to who you are. So when everybody says like, oh, I wish I had an instruction manual for life. This is it. This is the totally. thing. Like when you unpack that whole thing, oh, the clarity, the permission, the, the life path just opens up. So that's my little blurb on what human design has done for me. Ange and Jess can probably give you a lot better information on that. But yeah, I love it. Life. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so one of the things that I picked up, Jess, that you were chatting about just in connection to the Claire's was that you can have multiple and they can overlap. And sometimes one can come in and something else will show up. So it's not as though if you're somebody who um, has like Claire audience, right, which is your ability to hear certain things, it doesn't mean that you can't have anything else, that you might also Correct. have some claircognizance come in and you might have some, you know, when you mentioned that you're, you could smell your grandmother when you walked into the bathroom, um, but you typically don't maybe operate in smelling as far as like your psychic or your medium kind of abilities. Um, so would you say yeah. see that, that there's a lot of overlap and so that for anybody who's listening to not get stuck on like, which one am I, but starting to really pay attention to the ones that show up the most and are the most. Yeah, them. totally. I would say like, you could have all of them. You could have one that's super prominent. So just let yourself play and pay attention to the different ways in which they come in. And multiple of them might come in at the same time. You might see and hear something, you know, you might feel and know something. So I think to the whole sometimes if we get too heady with it of like trying to figure it out then we're literally coming out of that state that puts us in that receptivity whenever we get into the mind so I think it's also just like really letting yourself play and be like this is curious 
let me see what I noticed today. I'm not going to analyze it. I'm not going to try to figure it out. I'm just going to let myself be in the feeling of it. So yeah, I think or, or vision or however it comes through for you. So yeah, I'd say don't overthink it. Just start to get curious and then like open the notes section in your phone. If you fill the call and just like jot down some of the fun, cool stuff that happens and then start to see the patterns between them. I love that. Also, can I just say that it's 11, 11 a.m. And on my computer, it says two, three, two, zero, two, three. So I'm just going to call out that alignment in numbers just because angel numbers are fun. I love you it. Know what? Mine <laughs> says it's 11.06. So either yours is, yours is mine, ahead or mine is behind. What mine is ahead because like my, my computer, I don't know why, but it's like moving, moving time ahead. Whereas my um, cell phone says something totally different. But that's what I see. That's what I see. So I love, I love it. <laughs> Anyways. Yay. Yeah. Uh, Amazing. Amazing. All right, Jess. So why don't you tell us all the things you do? I know you have a podcast and you got a few things that you do within your business. So shameless plug, tell everybody the ways in which they might be able to connect with you or work with you or do fun things with you. Absolutely. So first and foremost, uh, my podcast is currently called the love your woo podcast, but it is changing over to waking up with Jess. So by the time this airs, you will probably find it as waking up with Jess on iTunes. If it's not there as that, you can find it as love your woo and you can check that out. I have lots of great guests that come on and we talk about all subjects from health to spirituality to everything in between. So you can check that out. Um, you can find me on Instagram. Everything's changing over to at Jess Bubbico. So you can find me B-U-B-B-I-C-O is my la- how you spell my last name. Um, right now I have a couple of things going on. So I've got a beta course that I'm launching with a friend called Magnetic Messaging and PR by Design. So we're using human design and the gene keys to help people really hone in their message and start to create simple strategies around um PR and how to get themselves out there in an aligned way. I think a lot of people feel confusion around like, how do I do Instagram in a way that works for me? Or, you know, what are the, what are the ways I can get myself out there and reach the kinds of clients that I want to work with? So I teamed up with a friend who's been in PR for 20 years um, and we're going to bring design and gene keys into that. So you can find that over at messagingbydesign.com. I also have a sub stack where I send out a lot of fun newsletters and things like that, that uh, dive into deeper, deeper topics around whatever is out on the podcast that week. So that's just jessbubbico.substack.com. Um, and I'm going to have a prosperity sequence study group coming up as well with a friend, which is um, one of the sequences in the gene keys around how you're designed to create personal prosperity. So just go over to at Jess Bubico on um, Instagram and you'll be able to click the links in my bio and see all of that. Um, and then I'll have some other woo stuff coming up as well at loveyourwoo.com. Those are some intuition basics classes and things like that. So there's a lot going on uh, in very manifestor form and fashion, just kind of moving in lots of different directions. But I would say the best way to connect with me is podcast and Instagram, and then you'll see whatever I have going on at the time up there. Mm, love, 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 love. And we can't wait to see you. It's like a month-ish, and we will be hanging out in yes. the sunny south. We can't wait oh. to see you in Florida, honestly. Like, us Canadian girls, we're, it's 20 degrees below, which I don't know how to convert that to your temperature, but it's really, really cold. Really cold. <laughs> that it's converts cold. to way too cold. We literally, yes. we're supposed to be together, and I'm storm stayed at my house, so um, I can't get out. And it's happened the past couple of times, unfortunately. All the roads and oh. anyway. One, one last question that I have for you, Jess. What yep. is woo? So when you like, I've seen your podcast, and it shows up as like, love your woo. What is woo? Mm. It's so funny. I've had people ask me this question before, and they're like. So somebody asked if it was a vagina and I was like, no, I don't know who calls their vagina a woo, but it's not that. Um, so it's really supposed to be like a fun play on, um, the woo woo. So like, you know, intuition, spirituality, um, you know, I, I started the brand 2021 because my own experience was like having shame around the woo woo stuff because I had come from, uh, you know, more of a science-based and I found that I had a lot of clients who were also like, I'm afraid to share the woo-woo stuff. So really love your woo is just a play on 
woo-woo spirituality. Beautiful. I love that. Yeah. All right. I got one more question. So the final <laughs> yeah. on the podcast that we love to ask is Jess, how would you like to be remembered? Ooh, hit me with the tough question. Um, I think I just want to be remembered as somebody who was fun and joyful and like full of, um, full of love. Yeah. Well, you are doing just that, my dear. We <laughs> haven't known you for long, but you definitely radiate all of that. Even your last name. I'm like, it's so like bubbly and like joyful and so, so fitting. So love it. Thank you. I can't wait to fuck you in person. Now that we've been I talking know. about Florida, my brain is just like, why aren't we there right this moment? So, uh, yeah. Totally. I love it. You do. You totally. exude that like beauty and love out into the world. So thank you for sharing your gifts and your time with us thank here today. You. Oh, thank you, ladies. This has been amazing. You guys are incredible. And I'm super excited to meet in person, too. So thank you for having me. Absolutely. All right. Lots of love, everybody. We will catch you next Thursday for the next episode of the Transform Your Life podcast. And Jess, we'll be seeing you soon, my dear. All the best, babe. You too. Thanks for coming. Thank you. Bye for now, guys. Bye. Bye.